to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi and the Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping a two-part episode, season five, episodes 15 and 16, titled Our Lips Are Sealed, not to be confused with the Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen movie. But before we get into that, we'll take a moment to include a trigger warning, probably for the first time in a while, I could be lying about that, as today's episode covers sensitive topics. Yeah. Well, you uh, covered it, so I guess I'll just go straight into (laughs) trivia. I think that counts, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Y'all know. You know, when we say trigger warning, uh, it's your chance to exit out, so. (laughs) Right. So, uh, tune out now, especially because actually I was going to suggest doing it before trivia because I asked a couple of questions that are um, about the subject, and it's going to be said throughout this entire episode. So, we're discussing disordered eating and exercise habits. Emma says a whole bunch of unhealthy things about food and weight loss throughout this episode. I am going to quote them just for the purpose of recapping the episode thoroughly. So, again, you know what's ahead. If this is triggering to you, as it might be understandably so, it's time to tune out, honestly, even before trivia. What isn't Manny wearing when Emma shares the chore wheel with her? (laughs) Um, underwear. Good job. <laughs> Very on brand for her. Um, second question. What is Snake and Spike's song? Sometimes when we touch. I was going to be so mad if you didn't know, because I think I even sent you like the video or something. <laughs> How many calories was Emma in Emma's lunch with Manny? Oh, dang. Was it 140? 110. 110, I swear. Crazy. Insane. Where is Snake going to take the family on vacation? New York. Yes. Where does Liberty begin her frog presentation? Oh, hell. When the hell was she talking about frogs? Oh, when they were talking about glands? Mm, yes, but that's not where she started. Okay. I have no clue. The female reproductive system. Uh, what the hell? They just beat that with her in here to say stuff like that. Honestly. <laughs> and what is Manny the five times winner of? Oh my god, this has to do with grudges, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell did she say? I don't know the specific wording. What the hell? I just know she the said the golden that... grudge, but yes. you said grudges, so I'll count it. So look at me go. You got one, two, three, four out of six correct. I'll, like, I'll take it. Percent. I'll take it because it's hard out here. I also love how <laughs> uh, Snake was like, "Y'all are now going to New York because when I tried to fly you to Mexico, you wanted to snitch on me." <laughs> um... We cannot afford that, my friend. Child is. <sighs> yes. A time will be had in this episode. Did you have anything you wanted to tidbit on before we get started? 
The only thing I wanted to mention, which is funny because I feel like we talked about this last, like we mentioned these characters last week, but um, this is apparently the last appearance of Joey and Angela and the last time that Cassie and Alex Steele appear in the same episode. And we literally were just talking about how uh, Alex Steele will come back eventually. So goodbye to... That makes sense actually because Snake and then we say goodbye to him after that. They just get rid of Joey, so... And Angela. So until season 14, I guess. That's wild. All right. So in order to do this recap, I have split my recap into episode one, plot A and plot B. But when it comes to plot episode two, I do split up plot B and plot A. I'll recap plot B first and then I'll recap plot A. I don't even know what was going on in this episode that they had plot A and plot B merged for the first one. It was probably just really difficult. Honestly, maybe something going on, but like wherever Spike was and mm-hmm. the adults and with Manny and Emma, just too much together. Um, but with that being said, Emma presents as she's super overwhelmed with a huge deal of responsibilities in the absence of Snake. Speaking of Snake, he called for Spike, but Spike doesn't seem interested. Despite her telling Caitlin she's still in love with him in the last episode. And being upset by the fact her stripper looked like him enough girl, to ruin the night. Man, everybody's night and everybody's coins. Right. Caitlin's because one Manny and Emma contributing. (laughs) Manny walks in to complain about not being able to fit into her lucky jeans in preparation for meeting with Bernice Fine. The dump the lumps Bernice Fine, in case you forgot. Mm. She wants to audition Manny after seeing her in the Kevin Smith movie. The nerve of this bitch to reject Manny in the beginning and then call come crawling back now that Manny's all big and bad. Right. And making it all about her looks. Like, you could have just told her to go get an acting job first. Like, that's wild. Which is really what Manny needed to do. She yeah. probably should have gone, not just an acting job, but acting, coaching. In general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Manny is desperately trying to fit into her jeans when she proclaims this is crazy because manny is nobody's definition of fat but i know this does not impact body image issues emma stands up and she says i am going to help us get back into control red flag so this is where i i note that the plot b in this episode is an adult storyline which is why it is so merged Snake is singing karaoke at Joey's house and Joey and Diane start kissing, which makes things real awkward for Snake. But he continues his karaoke quest. Unfortunately for Snake, his wedding song with Spike pops up on karaoke and it sours the moods real quick because he misses his family and probably not sleeping on the couch. Yeah, that part. (laughs) In class, Emmy, Emmy, Emma (laughs) presents a chore wheel to Manny. I did not understand the chore wheel to save my life. I looked at it and I said, why is the chore wheel a pie chart? Are we like spinning? <laughs> like, I don't understand. The I'm chore con- wheel should. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused about exercise being in there. <laughs> like- <laughs> I, was, I was very confused by the entire thing. But anyway, so she's got the chore wheel. And Manny asks if laundry's on the chore wheel because she's out of underwear and mm. being commando is not comfortable. Which, my house, she's grown since season three. Girl. Yeah, the way she was willingly not wearing underwear before. (laughs) We did not forget Manny. And I feel like the writers are trolling. Yeah. 
As if Emma couldn't be more stressed, Mr. Armstrong tells her that she didn't perform at her best level on their most recent assignment. I hate it when teachers make comments like that. That's literally what I was just about to say, because what does that do for that I was say that employee? I'm thinking about work. What does that do for that um oh my god, the student? Oh <laughs> gee, thank that you. Out. Right. Thank you for telling me in front of everyone that I fucking failed, you dick. Right. Cause do you go up to people that do not do well on a normal basis and be like, Wow, you did it again. You sucked. Like <laughs> Maybe we need to start. Right. So as we were. Emma makes a second comment in this episode about how she needs to lose weight, and Mandy tells Emma that she is stick thin. Emma gets home to snatch the fatty chips away from Manny and shoves celery in a diet diary into Manny's hands. So, question. Is it just me, or does it seem to you that Emma is using Manny's quest as, like, an agent of opportunity to project her disordered body image and disordered eating onto Manny? One hundred percent because we're gonna get into it but it's, she just ends up being really manipulative and like using manny's sudden quest to like be skinny to like her advantage right she was like girl you were not worried about manny bernie's fine or anything right. but you were like you were like actually i'm seizing the opportunity to tell you that let's get skinny or yeah which is wild because, again, when everything happened when Manny auditions with that woman, obviously Emma remembers that she commented on her body and that that wasn't nice and she brings it up this episode. But then, like, 20 minutes later, is like, actually, you're right. Bernice not going to want to see you unless we're skinny. Like, that's yes. what she puts puts it as, which is wild. So let me help you. Mm-hmm. But, like, really, I'm helping myself and making it seem like I'm I'm supporting you which I think is really interesting because when we talk about how crappy Emma is as a friend towards Manny and how supportive of, as a, of a friend that Manny is for Emma removing the fact that we know that this is actually Emma is very sick right mm-hmm. but like if you were to say that Emma was being supportive of Manny by trying to help her in her quest for becoming an actress this is not that's not it. This is actually just Emma being very sick. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, too? I what I watched deleted scenes from season five, but from the episode today. And one of them is, like, Manny trying to, like, read her script. And mm-hmm. Emma is less worried about her reading her script and is trying to get her to go run. So that's literally a indicator, too, that she was not supporting her career. She was literally just pushing her own agenda. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Emma is all about, pushing her mm-hmm. own agenda onto other people. Anyway, Manny is not enthusiastic, but she does go along with everything because Emma is like, well, you're not going to get an agent. And so the next time we see the duo, they are eating rice cakes and other variations of rapid food. So in case you weren't sure that this is going in a horrible direction, Emma adds that they will need to run a mile at six miles per hour in order to burn off these calories. Emma has been browsing clearly some unhealthy sources to like get all of these habits from. She tells Manny, we're not feeling hungry. We're feeling light. What? Girl. Paige comments on their lunch and she says, I wish I had your willpower. Fun fact, terrible thing to say to people, um, so don't. 
Stone Don't is actually key. It's wild, too, how, like, uh, how toxic, in general, because it still happens, toxic diet culture is. But, like, back then, the fact that they were all like, actually, because Paige said, we should absolutely stop eating. Like, that's nuts. Right. But also, I think it demonstrates kind of, I think the show does a a decent job in demonstrating a lot of the harmful things that people say and the Mm -hmm. perceptions that they have. Like, Emma was clearly sick. But people were looking and they're like, oh, you're just really controlled. And it's like, yes, Mm -hmm. and it's not good. It's actually really unhealthy and it's killing her. Um, You're praising this. So Mm -hmm. that's an issue. Yeah, it's the worst thing that she could control, honestly, because it's making her even more sick. Right. So... It validates Emma's problem and it masks mm-hmm. it about being a good form of control. So the girl, like, she's trying to starve herself and she's hiding it as a diet. And then her comment gives Manny the validation as well because Manny's like, oh, well, Paige is jealous. Cool. So then they go for a run and Emma's like, I feel all floaty. And then she falls over slightly when talking to Snake. But she lies and she tells Snake that they're training for cross country. No questions asked either. Like, they fully just... Next... On to the next conversation. The people were not helping in this situation. Not at all. all almost not passed all. out in your face. And you're like, okay, so about your mom? <laughs> I mean, at best, Snake could have at least called around and said, we do not have a cross-country team. Because I know <laughs> y'all do know. not. He would absolutely know that, actually. <laughs> so Emma makes a snide remark about Snake being out of the loop because he left his family. But girl, your mom kicked him out. Yeah. Then she strikes a nerve and he sadly rolls his bike away. But then she has a change of heart and she's like, how's Joey's? Terrible bitch. She's on the couch. <laughs> Emma, ever the one to mind everyone else's business but her own, suggests that Snake come over that evening and make them dinner. When Spike gets home to find them cleaning, she is not happy to find out that Snake is also coming over for dinner. Emma tries to leave with Mandy, but Spike is like, nah, bitch, you better stay your little ass here because you invited him. And even though she is in love with Snake, she is not happy to see him, which honestly relatable. Always. The girls are highly tempted by Snake's dinner. Emma tells Manny that they haven't starved for two days to ruin it in 10 minutes. But she proposes how to get away with it, with not eating, without giving themselves away. So dinner is quiet and it's awkward. Snake wants to fix the sink, but Spike is not here for his shit. Manny happily ate the dinner, but Emma managed to avoid it. Snake is talking about, I shouldn't have left, but Spike is like, you didn't leave. I kicked you out, boo. (laughs) Which leads to an argument, which I don't understand the argument here because Snake, what are you arguing against? Motherfucker, you cheated. Yeah. Yeah, and you came over here uh, because Emma told you to. You know Emma stay in everybody's business, so you should have known that you were not invited, actually. Exactly. So, anyway, here we are. All right, back to the important part. So, dinner is awkward. Everybody's arguing. I want to know where the hell Baby Jack is at. (laughs) Free Baby Jack. (laughs) Manny and Emma start complaining about how much they ate, and Emma suggests we could run it off, but it won't be possible because they ate too much, and Manny says if she moves, she'll barf. So, Emma has a genius idea to get rid of it. Yes, you guessed it vomiting manny feels gross about it because vomiting is disgusting but emma eggs her on don't be so dramatic 
These are special circumstances. We'll feel better, Manny. Come on. Come on. Despite feeling really icky about it, Manny asks if she can go purge before her weigh-in the next with Emma the next day. Success. Manny lost three pounds in four days, and Emma lost four pounds. They're both very excited with their success, and this only encourages Emma to keep going. Emma reminds Manny that you do have an agent to impress. There's this montage of them running, eating carrots, purging after giving in to fries, but being thrilled about their weight loss. Snake, meanwhile, is brainstorming ways that he can get back with Spike when he and Joey, when, I don't understand. Oh, (laughs) he and Joey are just suggesting, like, really dumb ideas, and Diane is like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Can you remind Spike that she's special, so you need to do something special and prove that to her? Good idea. Thank Thank you, Diane, for being present. Yeah, for having a, um, something credible to say, but also actually having a valid role in this here scene. (laughs) So many questions. So many questions. But anyway, thank you, Diane. Manny is lured into a piece of pizza during lunch, and unfortunately, Emma catches her in the act. Manny says she's just plain, naked, hungry, but Emma tells her hunger is a feeling. Being thin is a skill. It's not. It's not. Your body is your body is your body is your body. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But anyway, for the sake of this episode, that is what Emma says. So then she forces Manny to go into the bathroom and insists that Manny purges. Terrible form of peer pressure. Yeah, that's actually horrible. And her best and her quote unquote best friend at that. Man, I think Emma tells Manny she's like, she's going to say that you're dedicated. And Manny is like, Mm. "Mm, but I'm going to have puke breath. And if I don't throw up, I will see, then she will see a girl with energy who has, like, rosy cheeks and, like, looks normal. But Emma's like, pizza is poison. And Manny says, no, sis. Enough is enough. Which is good, because Manny is one for sticking up to people. She's not one to be a pushover. For sure. Yeah, I think what only got her to do this up until this point was, again, Emma being manipulative about the agent and, like, really feeding into the fact that she wanted to get a casting agent or whatever she's trying to do right so she's shady but i'm glad that manny kind of got hip to that mm-hmm. so emma leaves the bathroom and she passes out but nobody calls any emergency responders girl not, not even the principal who found her what why did they let her walk off and also if you know that you and Emma got beef because you was messing with her stepdaddy why girl. wouldn't you tell the counselor that homegirl passed out and you think girl. she hasn't been eating Girl, I was very confused. And I guess Miss H wasn't the person for that job because they got beef. But, like, I don't, as the adults in the situation, I'm right. confused as to why you didn't involve another adult. I, I don't her, understand. He I get why you didn't call school. her mama. I yeah. know why you didn't call her mama, <laughs> but I don't know why you didn't call Miss Sove. That's true. Because you could have called Miss Sove, but also her daddy worked at the school. So you really could have gone up to him and been like, hey, X, Y, and Z happened. Like, why do I feel like she didn't tell anybody that homegirl passed out? I'm so confused. Speaking of Snake and Spike, Snake shows up to the mall to find Spike in her dress. Hmm? <laughs> I don't make any sense. I think she was on her lunch break. He's wearing a suit and he professes his, his, his love to her. I cannot talk. Spike walks away, but Snake is not giving up. He starts singing very loudly to Spike in front of many onlookers. I think he's singing their song, but Spike mm-hmm. cuts him off because his singing is atrocious. And she agrees that she will take him back. The audience applauses. 
Manny finds Emma at home creating a vision board of skinny models. Manny congrats, Emma congratulates Manny on her successful audition, and Manny tells Emma that she's concerned. Emma tells Manny that she's gross, despite losing seven pounds, and who cares that she last ate a few days ago. Emma agrees to go eat lasagna that night, but when they're all, and they're throwing their diet away. But Emma has everyone fooled because she runs to, quote-unquote, grab the camera because it's one of those moments. I don't know what one of those moments is. Right. After eating the lasagna, and surprise, surprise. Honestly, I'm gonna let y'all know that when I was a child, I was stupid, so I probably, I had no idea that they were purging in this episode. Mm. And I had no idea that she came out and she was purging. I just thought this episode was, like, about her restricting calories. Um... And honestly, it really doesn't matter. I picked up on the fact that there was disordered eating taking place, but I had, my dumbass had no idea why she was going to the bathroom. She was, looked so, um, what's the word for it? Like, she was Smug. so happy, yeah, to like be deceiving her family. And it's like, this is your health. And like, that's wild and so concerning. You know that, you know, they frontal lobe just ain't there yet. It's just not there. Them poor kids. All right. right. So that wraps our recap of just the first episode, plot A and plot B. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Paige and Alex were our opening of episode two, plot B, are sitting on the steps talking shit about people. And it's interesting that their opening line is a comment about Heather Sinclair being too fat to wear a belly shirt. So I guess we're just demonstrating how prevalent mean comments like this lead to body image issues because i i just know first of all ain't nobody too fat for any outfit Mm -hmm. and second of all i'm certain that heather sinclair is probably thin like everybody else in the show because this show is fat phobic and everybody on the show is thin right and it's also Like, like that's the i feel like that's always or especially growing up that was always the easiest thing to tell someone that they were like it's you're ugly or you're fat you know what i mean right it's literally like that's wild one because if you're gonna insult me at least be more creative but two like why does it always have to come down to like looks and body image right you're ugly or fat or you're a bitch i feel like i got called the bitch a lot and i would just be like yeah and i would be like i am and i would actually own that i'm not even mad at you if someone called me that when i was younger i think i'd own it too (laughs) and i i recall people talking about my eyebrows as well and I remember being like, but bitch, I can get my eyebrows done. Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings because right. the things you're making fun of can be fixed. Yeah, that's so funny. I used to get made of because I have like really dark hair. So like before I could get my mustache like wax, like people would make fun of that. And like the hair on my arms, which is mm. so interesting, the things that kids will say. But like, you thought you were going to trick me into shaving something else? I'm not shaving my arms, so I don't care. <laughs> Girl, I'll never forget in middle school getting made fun of for having big lips. But now look at white people. Look Girl, at them. Girl, they couldn't even know. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all ain't shit. And y'all will Haters. talk about someone for anything, for any old thing. So y'all would just be, Paige and Alex are being some hating ass bitches, but neither <laughs> here nor there. Hazel appears and Alex makes a snide comment that Hazel ignores so she can ask Paige about her college admittance letters. Alex mocks them for their fascination with college and sororities, and Hazel has had enough of Alex's shit, so she's like, I'm out. I don't know why Paige would expect anything else from Alex, because if you recall correctly, they she truly got her high when the college colleges were there. 
Yeah, she wanted nothing to do with Paige's success, honestly. (laughs) So she tells Alex that, like, some things and people matter to me, and you need to fix your attitude. And so she does try. So Hazel's working on the yearbook with Toby when Alex appears and tries to extend an olive branch. Or whatever the phrase is. I don't know. I'm feeling like Spinner. (laughs) Hazel proposes that three of them, the three of them go shopping together. While shopping, Hazel makes a lot of slick comments, one of which being about how Alex cannot afford the clothes they're looking at, to which Hazel justifies her comment by saying that fashion just isn't something that Alex's type does well. My type? Lesbian, you mean? Hazel did not mean lesbian. She meant fashion impaired. (laughs) Paige tries to defuse the situation by pulling a shrunken blazer for Hazel, and ding, 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 you guessed it, the writer's get in another fat shaming comment because Alex says this shrunken blazer is a little too shrunken for Hazel's body type. (laughs) Then Alex accuses Hazel of wanting to kiss Paige, which is definitely going to strike a nerve because you know Jay said that shit a couple episodes ago. (laughs) Oh my god, he really did call her out and say that they're going to call her gay. You see? And so she was like, absolutely not. So they're going back and forth. And then they get into a fight and security shows up. And now Paige is like, I'm not talking to neither one of you bitches because you got me fucking arrested at the mall. <laughs> I love that Hazel references Paige's grudge against Ashley Kerwin when she talks to Alex. Lots of grudges in this episode. <laughs> and I like the continuity. Yeah. Alex invites Hazel to get hot beverages with Paige. And then they try to play nice again. And it goes a lot better than the previous one. They end up throwing food at each other, but they're all laughing and happy when security comes this time. Great. Any <laughs> comments before we go on a plot A? No, I t- again, I totally understand why this plot B was in here because heavier episode and last episode was all heavy. But <laughs> truly, not like, could you imagine like being in high school and like? being put in like detention at the mall for like throwing pants at each other and then throwing food like what are y'all doing being what is happening i do not understand because you know what i guess i was stupid so i have to accept this that's funny but yeah i mean they didn't give us much so i got nothing much either <laughs> all right we're in plot a of episode two manny is on the phone with craig while snake is fixing the sink Spike is brushing Emma's hair, which reminds me of that scene in 13 where Tracy was having her hair brushed by her mom. Quality movie. Emma complains about things being really complicated. Emma then backtracks and she's like, oh, I'm just worried about exams. When she gets a text from Peter, so she sneaks off. Sadly for Emma, Peter has a basket filled with fried chicken, potato salad, and chocolate cake. In order to avoid the food, Emma pulls Peter in for a kiss and pretends to accidentally knock the food on the ground. New teacher alert, Mr. Ellis. Actually, I'm like, have we seen him before? But this is the first time that I remember seeing him, and I'm pretty sure we've definitely seen him before. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. I looked it up, and I can confirm he only appears in two episodes in season five, and this is the first. And these are them? That's funny. Yes. Um... But yeah, so Liberty begins to her presentation on the female reproductive system when Emma begins to doze off, only for Manny to pinch, pinch Emma awake. Manny comments that Emma's hands are colder than her Nana's hands at her funeral. I guess Emma's been acting like this for weeks now, in case anyone was curious about the timeline here. Manny, which is crazy that no one's noticed that she hasn't been eating. Right. Especially if Snake is back and he's cooking 
You know what I mean? Like, and things are more normal on that front. Interesting that no one's paying attention to Emma still. And it's weird because you think you would think that Manny would notice because she knew yeah. what Emma was doing. So you, she yeah. would notice Emma going to the bathroom after every meal. Like you'd see that. She must have been Although, sneaking off another way. I then. guess not. Because in Ginny and Georgia, don't nobody notice that that one girl goes to the bathroom after she eats. That was really a story, like a full on storyline that they never gave much attention to. Never. Do you think we're going to talk about it this season? Uh, they got picked up for two more seasons whenever the writer's strike is over. So maybe they'll actually touch on her story because they just had her doing the most random stuff and never addressing it. All right. So pay your writers and your actors and your production crews, please. Right. We need the content and we need to know if this bitch is going to have her disordered eating addressed in Ginny and Georgia. Sorry. Back to the original content. All right, Manny calls Emma out for having an attitude, and then she asks about the protein bars that Emma is exclusively consuming. How does nobody notice? Lucky for Emma, Mr. Ellis interrupts her conversation, and Emma can avoid accountability further because it's not like Manny lives with her or anything. Manny and Emma are chatting later, and it comes up that Emma has lost interest in the environmental club. Manny is surprised to hear this, as this should be a red flag to everyone because Emma has been into the environment since the first episode. Emma's wearing a huge sweater to presumably hide her thinning frame. Peter appears and he broaches conversation with Manny, but Manny is still obviously angry with Peter as she should be. That was like 16 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Manny isn't going to let Emma's changed behavior go unnoticed, though, because in P.E., she comments on the fact that Emma's wearing clothes large enough to belong to Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> they divide into groups. How is Mr. Armstrong over here teaching P.E. and math? <laughs> and Darcy, does it all. Darcy and the forever student Shantae start making comments about Emma's clothes weight. I think I see an extra ounce over here on your right cheek. <laughs> Call Weight Watchers and 911. Emma actually rightfully flips the fuck out on both of right. them because the fuck? Then just to say you're kidding too and then be like all of, or like shocked that someone's offended by what you're saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, and her outfit was absurd, but I don't understand how we went from commenting on her crazy outfit to being right. like, bitch, you look fat. Like, what? And- Right, and how are you actually seeing those lumps you're talking about? You know what I mean? Like, she's drowning in her clothes. Right, so it's like, you were just making a joke, being like, ha-ha, bitch, you think you're fat. Like, I don't know, it was a very odd joke. It was. I, I'm sure we we made it, or some crass joke, yeah. not understanding, not reading the room. So, whatever. Emma flips out on both of them, and we see Manny's face as she realizes that Emma's body image issues and dieting did not resolve with the previous episode. <gasps> this is why we tell y'all that comments on somebody's bodies are not jokes. Just leave that bitches alone. I think the comment is just don't say anything. Yeah. Don't. Darcy and Shantae immediately tell Emma that she is not fat and they were just joking, but the damage has been done. And Manny says the gig is up, sis. Emma storms out of the classroom. She's running with Peter that evening when they get into it about keeping their relationship a secret. Emma says she can't have a secret relationship with him because it's too overwhelming. You think you're the only one that's unhappy? Well, join the club, Peter. I've got a huge pile of worries over here by myself, okay? Emma storms off to avoid accountability again with Peter, but when she gets home, Manny is like, hey, bitch, eat this food, and she confronts her about her food diary. 
Manny then threatens to tell Emma's parents about the food diary, but Emma's like, oh, but girl, I'm dating Peter. But Manny's like, well, fuck you. You can starve to death for all I care because I can't believe you dating that man. So I guess it, it works. And she says she's about to leave for good. Girl, if there was one thing Emma did this whole, these whole two episodes was deflect her way through every interaction, every sense of having to explain herself or taking accountability. And like, it's the fact that she much rather pushed Manny away by like throwing this news about Peter in her face than to like address any issues she's having. And like, granted, we're like deep into it. So she probably does just need professional help. But it's like, girl, you never talked to anybody before either when you were like feeling stressed about your parents and stuff like that and like now you're just pushing away people that are actually trying to help you yeah and honestly for me i'm looking at this like maybe this is like a red flag for viewers to realize the red flag that if you ask somebody about something and they don't answer the question honestly Hmm. it is for me if i ask you a yes or no question and you don't give me a yes or no answer i want to know why Mm -hmm. and emma is a really good indication of that you know you're saying hey, Emma, you haven't eaten. And she's saying, me and Peter are dating. And it's like, oh. But actually, what about the not eating part? You all, you almost got me mad. So mad that I didn't realize it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just and like because- when... Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and when like Snake was talking to her earlier in the episode, when she was talking about cross country, she mm-hmm. was just like, oh, come over for dinner. Where it's just like, you're deflecting. Yeah. I mean, even calling him out and be like, also, you left when she almost passed out. Oh, you left. Like, all deflecting this whole episode. So anytime somebody don't answer the question that you ask, ask yourself why, and then call their asses out before you let yourself be distracted by their nonsense, because that's what Emma's doing this whole episode, giving you bitches the runaround. Yes, be suspicious. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the next morning, Emma's kissing Peter on the front steps of Degrassi to make their relationship public. Manny wishes Peter good luck in watching Emma's eating habits, and then she walks away. Emma's at the dot with Peter when he walks away, which allows her to hide the fries that he ordered and pretend that she ate them. But joke's on Emma because then he later finds them in her pockets, and Emma's like, ugh, it's not a big deal, you know, Napoleon Dynamite. But Peter's like, I'm not... I'm not stupid, bitch. You're (laughs) not gonna get me. Unlike these adults in this episode, unlike my mother... I can realize a problem. So Peter figures things out a lot quicker than Manny. And he tells Manny that he thinks Emma has an eating disorder. I think he diagnoses her as anorexic. Then the family gets together. They hold an intervention on Emma about her issues with food. And Emma denies her problem in spite of the hard, cold facts. Then she ends up deflecting by bringing up everyone else's problems. I mean, this whole episode. And then she go out with a bang. <laughs> She's like, you cheater, you naked, you take videos, you get cheated on. And she almost gets away with, no, she wasn't getting away with that shit. She wasn't. And then she runs away. She's fighting. She's trying to kick Manny out of the basement. Then she gets, has, ends up having a little anxiety attack, whatever we're calling it these days. But they don't realize it, of course, because they were not all the rage back. I mean, they were all the rage, but they weren't as commonly understood, I feel. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, girl, you dying. We got to call 911. And they call 911, which is great because Emma definitely needed to go to the hospital, regardless of whether or not she were di- was dying. Right. Um, 
Allegedly, the panic attack was brought on by starvation, and I'm not sure that that's science, but what do I know? They just had to find a way to tie the things together. Girl, I said, or maybe she was anxious, and she was also practicing disordered eating. Right. It's Both could be true. Anyway, a psychiatrist is coming in, and she will likely diagnose Emma as anorexic. Mandy speaks up and tells Emma that she needs to stop starving herself or she's going to die. It's really um, A1 acting happening here. Mm-hmm. Emma agrees to work her hardest and try to beat anorexia. And lucky for us, she eventually is successful because I don't think we ever discuss any relapses in the show again. And that's on lack of continuity. <laughs> Anything I missed? Oh, I don't think so. I feel like the only thing I might have not mentioned from earlier is when you dig deeper into this, um, it's clear that like Emma obviously probably felt responsible for her parents splitting up. And I feel like she started feeling the lack of control because she was trying to fill that void of Snake not being there. And then she probably, again, Art probably felt guilty because she caught Snake cheating and he's the reason he, she's the reason he wasn't there. So that's what all this stems from. But it's interesting because I wonder if they ever actually addressed the fact that the parents like splitting up for a second is what like kind of sent her into a deeper spiral. Mm-hmm. I appreciate saying that you also basically called her out for deflecting the entire episode. I mean, the whole time. Like, I caught on by the second one and was just like, okay, girl. Like, no one else is catching on? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They don't care. Um, what else was I going to say? I have no idea for an episode moral. Um, if... I, I mean, I, what I said earlier, if you ask yeah. a question and they don't answer, ask that question again. Mm-hmm. Don't let them change that subject. Yeah, especially if it's one of your, again, this or close friend, they live in the same house at this point. I just need, that's a good point. Y'all should be suspicious. You should actually always, almost always act on your suspicions because you're probably right in your intuitions. Oh. Uh-huh. Hmm. This old age is really taking me out. <laughs> Any more questions, comments, or concerns? No, I got nothing else. All right, guys, next on Degrassi, Marco is interested in the prospect of a new new romance with Tim. But when Dylan comes back into his life, he realizes their relationship might not be over. Why? Liberty is overcome with guilt over giving up her baby for adoption after finding out the family is moving away. Another day, another B-plot for this bitch. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airway this time next week.